Welcome to Echoes of Holiness podcast. Hallelujah. I appreciate what we're already feeling here tonight. I wish, I wish we just got more Christ in you. sometimes we put too much emphasis on the man. You say, Brother Kit, it's because you're the one here, but uh, really sometimes I wish they wouldn't even put who the night speaker is. Amen. And our desire is to come see Jesus. Our desire is to come to meet him. Glory, glory. Amen. Hallelujah. I want to turn to First Peter chapter 1. While you're turning, I want to thank the church, first of all, for you. all you've done to make us feel so comfortable. We feel unworthy. You went over and beyond to accommodate us. And uh, really, it makes it kind of tough. You feel like you owe, we owe so much, and so inadequate to do it. Amen. And I want to thank the church for your labors to put forth a meeting. And not just the preparations of the food and uh, accommodation in the homes, but the time you spent praying, fasting. Amen. You're travailing already. I don't believe you waited till tonight to travail. I won't thank you for it. Your work has not gone unnoticed. God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love. Amen. Glory. First Peter chapter 1. Now I won't start reading in verse 18. Uh, I do desire your prayers. The Lord would help us. I want to be a help to you. Uh, and I'm the kind of preacher, anytime you feel like praying or worshiping God, you don't have to wait on me, right? Uh, I'm short enough, I'm easy to overlook. You just overlook me and worship God. Right? Amen. First Peter chapter 1. Verse 18, for as much as you know, you are not redeemed with corruptible things as silver, gold, from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot, who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world, 
but was manifest in these last times for you. I'd like to turn now to Revelations chapter 13. Now I just want to read one verse here. And really just the last part of the verse is all I'm really wanting from the verse. Revelations 13 and 8. And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him whose names are not written in the book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. Now understand this is speaking of the worship of the Antichrist. I want you to notice that last part. It says, whose names are not written in the book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. Isaiah 53. I want to start reading in verse 1. Isaiah 53 and 1. Who hath believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant, as a root out of a dry ground. He hath no form nor comeliness. We shall see him. There is no beauty we should desire him. He is despised and rejected of men, man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way. And the Lord had laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before shears is dumb, so he openeth not his mouth. I won't stop reading right there. I want you to notice three words tonight stood out to me as I was reading these verses a few days ago. might have been even last week. And I'll not preach nothing you haven't heard. I'm a simple preacher. But I've got a profound subject tonight. And I want to talk to us about these three words. Foreordained, lamb, and slain. Foreordained, lamb, and slain. I want us to understand tonight, or remind us, man, I should say, that God's plan, His salvation plan, is not an afterthought. It was not because the first plan failed. We must scramble around and do something else. 
It's not how it was. From the foundation of the world. Before there was ever a world formed, God had this plan. Before Adam and Eve ever partook of that forbidden fruit, God already had this plan set in action. Amen. It was ordained before the foundation of the world. Amen. Praise the Lord. I don't know how it came about as far as Cain and Abel, but before Abel ever thought about as he looked across his flock and wanted to offer a sacrifice to God, before he looked, and I don't know if it was a lamb or a goat, I kind of think it might have been a lamb, and he saw one that was so precious, saw one that was spotless, and said, I want to give God my very best before ever pulled that first thing out and offered it as a sacrifice. God had already ordained a plan. Amen. Amen. Glory. Before Abraham ever took Isaac up on Mount Moriah to offer him for a sacrifice, his only son, God had already ordained a plan. It was not an afterthought. He knew ahead of time. I've got something better. Before Moses ever instituted by God's command the Passover lamb and put the blood over the the blood on the post for when the death angel passed through if that blood was there they would pass over before all that God had ordained to give his only begotten son to die for a lost humanity I'm telling you not an afterthought but a pre-ordained plan And out of all the temperaments, out of all the likenesses, he chose a a lamb. A.C.E. told us some of them little wisdom pulled out that we're made of different temperaments. Amen. And some are aggressive. Some are meek. Some are outgoing. Some are bashful. We're all made up different. But God chose to use a lamb. Amen. The temperament of that one that's meek, that one that's slowly, he could have come forth bold. He could have come forth as one, as Nehemiah, that grabbed by the hair of head. But no, God chose the temperament of a lamb. If I understand, out of all the creation and dealing with the beast of the field, the lamb are the most defenseless. Amen. Amen. They don't have fangs. They don't have big claws. Amen. They're not aggressive. Oh, no. I don't see even a, a camouflage coating uh, where they can hide in the bushes. Uh, they're sitting out there uh, needing somebody uh, to cut cover for them. Uh, somebody uh, 
to protect them, somebody to feed them. I'm talking about a preordained plan of God and alone. I need to read back to Peter again. I believe it is. Just kind of give you the temperament of it here. Oh, oh glory. Amen. Hallelujah. Is it the second chapter of 1 Peter? Glory. Verse 21. He said, For even hereunto were ye called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that we should follow his steps. Now here's the temperament who did no sin, neither was guile found in his mouth. Who, when he was reviled, reviled not again. When he suffered, he threatened not, but committed himself to him that judges righteously. I want you to get the picture. First of all, not an afterthought. Planned way ahead of time. I want to tell you that Christ had the power in all power in heaven and in earth. Glory. He could have called thousands of angels and they would have delivered him. But he came as a lamb. This is working on Kent and I. Brother Bill, I've been praying, Lord, I want to be more like you. Lord, I want to be more like you. But can I be as that lamb? When reviled, reviled not again. Somebody slander you. You want to take up for it? What about the lamb? <laughs> I'm not planning on dealing with that too long. I won't just get the picture. Amen. Christ knew it. Christ knew it. Amen. Glory. Hallelujah. On that night in the hills of Judea, Bethlehem in particular. Amen. A little babe was born, conceived of the Holy Ghost, a little lamb without spot or without blemish. Amen. And that little babe knew he was destined to be slain. He knew he was destined for the slaughterhouse. If you please, let me preach to you about a lamb that knew when he was born was headed to be killed. Knew he was headed to die on the cross. I'm convinced as a babe, Christ knew it. He was God the Son manifested in the flesh. At 12 years old, standing in the synagogue, talking to the, the lawyers, those that knew it. Brother, he was asking questions. He had the answer for it. And his answer questions they knew nothing about. But he knew. I said he knew it. He knew it. 
knew it. When he came to years and John baptized him, glory, and the Spirit of God saw him. And a voice was heard from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, and whom I am well pleased. Amen. And he was driven out in the wilderness. And he wrestled. He knew his destination. He knew where he was headed. Amen. Maybe I should have thought it. He knew it. I don't know. But let me preach to you. He knew ahead of time. Amen. As he was in that upper room, washing the disciples' feet, singing hymns, he knew in a few short hours, I'm going to give my life. You talk about the fullness. <laughs> Amen. It was all building up. All these years are going by. Prophets have prophesied about it. Angels desired to look into it. But Christ was fulfilling it. As our blessed Savior went to the garden, took the disciples as at some at the outside. And took the other three into the garden. And knelt down and began to pray. Father, if it be possible. I wonder what your plans were for this meeting tonight when you came. What was your ordained plan? What was your desire? What did you come for? Aren't you glad we're in America where we had the freedom to come? Amen. We didn't have to fear a break-in and a bust-up. It's against the law. We're not there. And I thank God for it. Amen. My plan was to come, but his plan was to die. I said his plan was to die. That was a preordained plan. And he knew ahead of time. That's the reason I'm going to be born. That's the reason I'll be anointed from the people. That's the reason I'll heal the sick, raise the dead. I've got a plan. And then he said, nevertheless, not my will. And be done. Surely there must have been a conflict going on right there. The Bible said the angels came and ministered to him. Aren't you glad he didn't bail out? Aren't you glad the flesh didn't went over? Amen. I'm glad it didn't. Hallelujah. Let me preach to you. Amen. About a lamb and about him being slain. Because God knew that's what I wanted from the very beginning. And that's what you needed from the very beginning. I won't tell you all the Isaacs in the world could have never done it. All the spotless four-footed beasts could never have done it. An angel couldn't have done it. It had to be the Son of God. A perfect, spotless, sinless love. The disciples did not know it, but he did. 
when there's a rustling in the darkness and they saw lights flickering. I'm having trouble comprehending it. A God that loved me so much that knew his own creation was coming after him and it was part of the plan. I said it's part of the plan. He knew they were coming for him. And he knew it wasn't going to be pleasant. But he done it anyway because he loved you that much. As they led him to the house of Caiaphas. And them religious zealots, right? Thought they knew so much. Began to mock him. Read it. Spit in his face. Covered his eyes. Slapped him. Who slapped it in? And he knew it was going to happen. Pastor told me one time, had some church trouble. He was invited to a house. He told his wife, I feel like I'm going to a hanging, and it's mine. And it just almost was. And he told me, brother, I don't plan on that ever happening again. Christ planned on it. I said, Christ planned on it. He didn't run from it. Amen. As he stood there, as a sinless, spotless lamb, while they misused him, while they slapped him, while they spit in his face, and while they command him, are you the son of God? You said you could destroy this temple and three days raise it again. And he stood there speechless, didn't utter a word as a lamb led to the slaughter. Glory, I adjure thee, tell us, are you the Son of God? I am, and you shall see him coming back with glory. I will tell you, he knew it was part of the plan. They rent their garments said, what further witness have we need? This man has blasphemed. My friend, he had not. He was holding up the truth. I want you to remember he knew it all was going to happen. He knew it ahead of time. As the night grew longer and they waited for the break of day to take him to Pilate's hall, because the Jews did not want to do it themselves. I think they wanted to, but they couldn't. No man taketh my life, I lay it down. Pilate, looking, searching. They brought all kinds of accusations. Aren't you going to say anything? Is you going to defend yourself? Aren't you going to speak up? I remind you, he was a lamb. I said, he was a lamb. Amen. He knew they'd walk all over him. He knew they'd do it. He knew they'd 
seduce him. And he stood there and allowed them to carry on, hit him in the face, bust his eye, bust his nose, and he knew it happened. And he stood there. I'm having trouble getting over the part that he knew ahead of time. He said, I'll do it. I'll do it. I got to read. Pilate said, I'll scourge him. I'll let him go. And we hold, I guess to the tradition, 39 stripes. Because under the law, it's 40 stripes. Not to exceed 40 stripes. I want to tell us something. He was not under the Jewish jurisdiction right now. He had just stepped in under the Roman jurisdiction. <laughs> and he knew he was. And as they led him, I don't know, was it a post? I don't know much about it. Tied him to it. Was his back laid bare? As that soldier came to the side, I don't know what they used. I remind you, as the Son of God, the Creator of the universe, at the hands of His own creation, as that soldier reared back and laid a stripe, three or four or five on his back, and I saw the skin turn red. Amen. And he had another stripe. Then it went up. And another stripe. And the blood started oozing forth. And another stripe. I don't know. They tell me, Brother Philip Bernard got to preach about it a few weeks ago and had the church count with him. He said, We're going to count the 39. One stripe, two stripes, three stripes. And it's for your healing. Four stripes, five stripes, six stripes. It's not over. There's others need to be healed. Seven stripes, eight stripes. I will tell you, he done it. Knew he was doing it for your sake. That little boy, he took them stripes. That that boy could be in church tonight. That that gun could come back over. Oh, glory. I will tell you, it was a price far above, far above what you and I can ever imagine. And he knew ahead of time he would do it. I'm told, I don't know. I'm told they were trained to take him up to death but not kill him right there. I picture in my mind if they're guilty, they'll break right there. I said, I find no fault in him. They scourge him. They scourge him. It works for training children. <laughs> Amen. It still works. Spare not the rod. Amen. Glory. Hallelujah. If they're guilty, <laughs> I won't do it again, Daddy, I guarantee you. It's a breaking point. But he had done no wrong. <laughs> he could say I'm guilty. He could say I done it wrong. 
He couldn't say I rebound again. He couldn't say I hit back. He couldn't say I'm not really the Son of God. He couldn't say, no, he was. What could he do? He could do nothing but take it because he was an innocent lamb. Led as a lamb to the slaughter. So he's already been beat up in the face. He's got straps on his back. And we're in Harris jurisdiction. Let's see him over there. And Christ knew they would put a purple robe on him. He knew they would plant a crown of thorns. Make a a mock crown at our church right outside the fence row we've got some I don't know I call them thorn trees they got thorns about that long amen my wife's expecting some they made a little crown out of teaching Sunday school class I'm having trouble imagining him knowing ahead of time they take that crown Plant it on his head. The Son of God. They could have said, they're not worth it, God. <laughs> that new people would still take his name in vain. New people would still walk out of church door and refuse to call, knowing full well the rejected conviction. But he took it anyway. I'm convinced if it would just save one out of this whole world, the four-day plan was a lamb led to the slaughter. My friend, he would have done it for you. As they took a reed and they smote him, put it in his hand and bowed the knee and began to mock him. You ever seen people make fun of that one that's the least in the class? No. We had them at school. They couldn't run. Couldn't catch a ball. They dressed funny. Amen. A lot of times it's in the special class. And the boys would make fun of them. The boys would mock them. They'd laugh at them. Do you get the picture of a lamb now? Yeah. He wasn't in a special day class. He's just a lamb. <laughs> Being treated like a nobody. His, their very lives was in his hand. And he let them go on. After they had their fun of beating on him, making fun of him and mocking him, they pulled the robe off, sent him back to Pilate. I mean, back to yeah, Pilate. And Pilate could find no fault. 
and he washed his hands. I've had a sinner's blood. I'm going to stop right here. All right, God, we need a four-day prayer. We need a spotless lamb in every form. But can we have chosen easier death? Can we be a little more merciful? The Bible said his vision is so marred. Amen. Glory more than any other. He's been up all night. The day is broken. Barabbas has been set free. And the lamb is being led to be crucified. It's simple preaching. Don't let my heart ever get tired of hearing it, God. <laughs> As his face was bleeding, bruised, left probably fat and busted, back was sore, and he's got a cross to carry, and he stumbles. Wouldn't you have loved to have been Rufus about right then? <laughs> Rufus is daddy. What was his name? Simon. Simon. Simon of Cyrene. Get his cross and carry it. That's one thing you and I can do for him. <laughs> I can't wash his feet. I can't break it out of the master box. But I can carry a cross for him. <sighs> I don't know if Simon was embarrassed or not. I don't know if he ducked his head. Who's this criminal? Who are these criminals? I don't know, but he carried it for him. Christ knew he would. I said Christ knew he would. I wonder if he didn't whisper a thank you as he laid it down for him. And Christ knew they'd lay him down. Did he have a guard on each? There's one probably planted a knee in his elbow to hold it down, draw the hammer back, and drove a nail into his head. <laughs> and the lamb, and the lamb, that not open. Did he look up at him as an innocent lamb? As if, why? Or was it eyes of love? I love you anyway. <laughs> Stretch the other arm out. Pain's already racking through this side of the body and his back and head. And his strap nails in that side. Then they grab his feet and nail him to the cross and lift him up and put him for an open shame for all the world to see. As the sky grew dark, the earth began to shake. He bowed his head and cried in his face. 
Father, to thy hand. Make my spirit. And he gave up the ghost. And he gave up the ghost. Amen. Glory. Fulfilling the plan of God. I don't know if the soldier was a walking or if the soldier was riding a horse, but he had a job to do. Amen. We want these criminals to die. They tell me most of the time they died of suffocation. Body weight pouring against the nails, suffocating them. And so they kick up on the cross to breathe. There was two thieves still at heat. That Roman centurion walked up and snapped the bone of the leg. He could no longer kick up. He had died. Broke the bone of the other one. And went to the Son of God, the spotless lamb. There's no breath. No man's taking my life. (laughs) Not a bone would be broken, it had been prophesied. Amen. When Christ said, It is finished, the Lamb spake everything he needed to speak. Christ fulfilled, he accomplished the Lamb being led to the slaughter to accomplish your salvation and my salvation. And that God took the spear, ran to his side, and John said, And forthwith came blood and water, a fountain opened up for and transgressions for the house of David, for the Gentiles, for the black, for the white, for the little, for the big. It was the blood of Jesus. Glory. Nothing, nothing but the blood. It's only the blood of Jesus. Glory. 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 I know it was the blood. I know it was the blood. I know it was the blood for me. No wonder. No wonder. Revelations chapter 5, verse 11. Foreordained a lamb and slain. Christ knew ahead of time that's how it was going to be. And he done it. Brother David, when he was lost, he knew it. Thank God for revivals, people to carry burden. But Christ knew before they ever done it. I don't know all of his background, Brother Barry. Hey man, when you're out running Tahlequah, crowds and around, you're married, in trouble. He knew it. He knew it. Oh, Lord. Hey man, 
I've never smoked a cigarette. I've never drank a beer. I've never shot dope. But Kent needed the blood of Jesus. And about 10 years old, I felt conviction because he had a plan. Could I tell you tonight, you're here because God had a foreordained plan. It was your salvation. Glory. Read for me, brother. Now I beheld. I heard. A voice of many angels. Hang on just a minute. A voice of many angels. They're round about the throne. And angels has no part of this right here. They don't know about redemption. They don't know about salvation. If they mess up, they're gone. But he heard them. Come on. And the beast and the elders. And the beast and the elders. And the number of them. Ten thousand. Times ten thousand. And thousands of thousands. What's going on? They're saying with a loud voice. Where are they? Where are they? Where are they? Is the To receive power, riches, wisdom, strength, and honor, and glory, and blessings, and every creature which is in heaven, and on the earth, and under the earth, and such as are in the sea, and all that are in them. Heard, I say, blessing, blessing, and honor, honor, and glory, glory, and power, power, be that's enough, be unto him, the lamb, the lamb, the lamb, slain, worthy is the lamb, you're here because of him, wow. Worthy of all glory, 